No, say, hey, you're free to oh, say what you want to say, brother. On a fantastic funk and roll Friday afternoon. <laughs> How's everyone doing? It's the teddy bear, and welcome to Night Tracks Radio. At today's artist spotlight, singer, songwriter, producers, and one of the funkiest keyboardists that this industry has ever seen. We're being joined today from the legendary Rick James Stone City Band, Mr. Levi Ruffin Jr. Brother, how are you doing this afternoon? Like I explained to you earlier, man, I'm feeling real good. And it's great talking about <laughs> man, it. I'm going to go for the end. It was a good day. Man, well, thank you. It's an honor, man. I've been waiting a long time to get you on. And there's so many things that I want to talk to you about. I know everybody has seen the documentary, the documentary and also as far as uh, Tales of the Tour Bus. But I want to dive a little bit deeper because I want to put the emphasis on your career as far as your musicianship, the, the time that you have spent in this industry and the things that you have seen. And I, one of the things that got me yesterday, I was looking at this documentary. This new documentary just came out about Millie Vanilli. And I sat back and I watched it as far as the things that people don't see that really actually takes takes that actually takes place in the industry and what they'll do to sell records or make money off of people. And I wanted to ask you, how have things changed from the music industry from when you started to where we are right now? Well, basically the money's changed uh, and the radio station don't have the clout they used to have. Y'all got more clout than any radio station right now. But back in the day, the payola, all that kind of crap was on the side. And that included women, drugs, the, the whole nine that people think about rock and roll. It was definitely true back in the day. But now they got all kinds of instruments in there where people can talk about it over the phone and the, you know, imagery and whatnot. People can see what you're saying or how you said it. Back then, all those stuff was covered up. I mean, so many, so many artists, man, got screwed. And some of the ones that really did well were really that talented, but they had that money behind them. And now, you, know, you gotta come out, you gotta come out blazing now. You think you just take it. Really you know, I sit back and it amazes me to mm -hmm. look at the things that I'm seeing is that the the artistry, the musicianship, a lot of that doesn't even exist anymore. You've seen when you started, there were a lot of labels. Now there's a handful of labels and most of the artists that were on major labels are independent artists. Did right. you ever see we would be at this place in time and industry where you have so many independent artists having the level of control over their music yeah well you have to now because if you don't somebody else will and like you made a comment about you know musicianship and stuff like that i'm not gonna go too deep into that because i have my own circumstances about that but I, at one time i was most sample string player in the band really at the stone city band was at one time at past james brown as far as being sampled on everybody's stuff we didn't get no money. We didn't get none of that. Right. Chicken wings and beer and whatnot, you know. But I've had a ball because we were old enough to understand it's not going to last forever. You can't be no fool when you're 32 years old trying to have to be 21. It's embarrassing. Because I've seen other interviews that you've given, one of the things that you've put a strong emphasis on is understanding the business aspect of the music industry as far as your royalties, 
owning your masters, being aware of what kind of contract that you're signing. Because when you like, like you said, you come in from coming from Buffalo, you're poor, you have no money. Then all of a sudden you have a label give you all this money in hand, more money than you've ever seen before. Thank you. <laughs> My mother would say a whole chunk of change, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I missed him, I missed him, I was... Oh, man. It was nice. It was fun. But you know one thing, though, about what you mentioned, though? Know, when we was just starting, me and Rick, you know, we... You know, got in there, you know, I've been noticing for his kids. And he used to stop by the house all the time for about one of the people had a piano in the neighborhood. And one day he just stopped by and said, Yo, man, that's your piano? I said, Yeah. Do you mind? If you come on in, man. We sit the next thing that we writing writing little lyrics and stuff like that. Now some people say you didn't know Rick that well. See, but the the example of what they don't know. You probably went through some similar stuff growing up. Nobody was invited to the house unless they was mom or dad liked them. You wanted to go out and play Chucky was in this one, sitting this one, Chucky. Can Chucky come out and play? No, you gotta stand on the porch and wait for him to come. Nobody invited him to the house. But Rick was, but he was playing. Yeah, he was different. She heard something, she was a mama did. She was that talent. He might be good, but he got talent. That's how my mother fell in love with him. I mean, he's just a good dude. And like I said, the broker we were, the more fun we had. Which is amazing thing to say. It gets to a point, man, where, you know, you got to leave it on stage. That's one thing that here with Rick. When he was James Johnson, we used to call him all the time. When he was James Johnson and James Ambrose Johnson Jr., nicest dude to do on stage. He he doing that stage, man. <laughs> Man, you rock a crowd on his bones, you know what I'm saying? Right. But see what happened was there was a time where he couldn't cut that off. And that Well, I I've heard you say in quite a few interviews, you said is that mm-hmm. when they talk about drugs and rock and roll, but what I've heard you say said the biggest drug in the world is fame. When yes, people trust yeah, the best when they thrust it. that kind of fame on you, especially at a young age, and you have the accessibility of getting anything and everything that your heart desires, it's like a kid in a candy store. There you go. How do you how do you how do you control it or somewhat navigate through that? It's almost impossible, man, because the more you have, the more people come around you want to be around you. Yeah. Many cases, man, they wanted you to buy the artwork or they want you to invest in these corporations and whatnot. Now, you know, damn well, a brother from Buffalo lived in Woodline around the corner from Rick. Grover Washington lived around the damn corner. I lived around the corner. We don't know nothing about no stocks and bonds. We don't know nothing about that. But you would listen to people because they bring you gifts, women, drugs. Especially, especially when you're surrounded by a bunch of yes people and never telling you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, people say Levi, you know, he's anti-social. No, I'm anti-stupid. And these people come around with fake phones and whatnot. Ain't nobody on the phone. They talking to, you know, like they talking to their 
they broke or some crap. Nigga ain't got two out ain't got two dollars in his pocket. Just faking the funk, man. And the real was Levi. Yeah. He this and that. Yeah, I am. I just see I, we were too old to be stupid. I should tell a workman man, we ain't 21, 22 years old over, man. We ain't we have late thirties, bro. Damn near. But you know, but we enjoyed what we did. I will say that until I die. I had never had so much fun in my life doing what we did, man. Rocking crowds, man, thousands of people. I mean, wow. You, you dream about it. And then it happens. It's like, this is nice. Limousine need to go get breakfast and stuff. All that stupid crap. You know, rock roll. It seems like uh, everyone that was around Rick during that time. You were, you had no filter dealing yeah. with him. You would call him on a lot of yeah. his BS yeah. and you were making him, basically holding him accountable for his behavior. And when I sit back and I've looked at the documentary several times and when I look at it, it makes me feel, I feel bad and I also feel sad because I know what we had yeah. and I've seen the potential to do so much more. Oh my lord. And I seen the level of frustration in your face when you were when you were discussing it in the documentary. And yeah. when you have an opportunity to kind of look back and reflect, can you imagine what you guys would have could have done as far as live performances and going back over to Europe, man, and just killing it? Yeah, forever. Could have went over there, man. We could have went to Russia and, and played a behind dog. I got paid over there. I mean, we were like an international type band. I mean, cause we did rock, roll. That's what you punk punk thing. I call it punk punk and roll. Okay. Punk and roll. <laughs> roll dog. And the white kids liked it. The white men even liked it. I mean, it's amazing. It's a crowd sometimes. It'd be like it'll half white, half black. White women, black women, everybody got the lipstick on wrong, but they had a good time, okay? And that was the enjoyment. I, I enjoyed it. And I saw, I saw, like, leaving, man, because, like, I'm saying, um, like he said, cocaine is a hell of a drug. And I know he used to get mad at me because I said, tell him, man, you know, that quote, I used to call it, man, that white bitch got your ass, don't she? If we call cocaine, that white bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I had him crying one day, man. He just cried, believe I can't help myself. And I have to give you some backup on that right now. I feel bad about that at the time. I mean, at the time I did, I was mad at him. But the old I got in the I worked for all kinds of government agencies, all that kind of stuff. I know people quite well. The, the thing that I didn't realize, that it was a sickness. He couldn't help it, man. He, I mean, he, he tried. I mean, he actually tried. Man, uh, and I was just getting his ass. You, you weak, yeah. weak, weak ass. You know, he was, he was sick. He was sick, man. Now people realize, like you know, all these movie stars and stuff are dying now from drugs at age fifty. They can't help it, man. They go to rehab. I mean, they try. They don't want to be like that, man. I mean, looking at four people, is that the crack? Was that? It? Come on, put put lint in the pipe. Man, Rick, come on, here. come on. I love him and I miss him. I can't stand his ass sometimes. But now I look for more because I know, no, because I know what he. Now I know what he was going through. 
He was going through pure hell, man. And we couldn't help him. I mean, yeah. I mean his mother asked him, Levi, could you help me with I said, Mama, you can't deal with it. How you think me, a Negro from Buffalo, living around the corner, gonna talk to a multimillionaire about anything? And but he gonna listen to you? Mom, I can't do no more. Please help him leave. I, Mom, I can't do no more. It was sad, man. Yeah. Well, like I said, seeing the documentary and seeing the level of frustration, but to me, the hurt that you were experiencing because I remember something that you said, you're better than this. You kept saying it repeated, you're better than this. And you guys left so much collectively, so much music on the table. And I know a lot of the listeners and people that are watching this live were like, you know, brother, when are you guys going to get back in the studio and release some new music? That's what we're talking about right now. I'm I'm tracking my behind off. Nate, Lannis, we writing. Because, I mean, maybe you can't tell, man, but I ain't no young man. I'm 75 years old. You're pretty good for that age. But it's harder to get it out. You don't walk the park no more. You all kinds of different ideas what people do. Because usually you get ideas of what you see in the street. If it makes sense with the kind of music you're trying to make. So, but yeah, we've been tracking. I've been tracking, man, for years. Matter of fact, for somebody kind of me to like uh, call up this company to fix my stuff, stole all my music. Yeah. So all my, I said, no, I, I got hacked, man. Didn't, uh, about a hundred songs, vocals, everything I was doing on gone. But now they got basically they got better protection on your on your product now with all these files that can hide your music more than back in those days. But yeah, man, we we, we tracking. We tracking. I mean, it's, it's it, it pleases me to sit down there and have good thought. Then I think with Rick like, and then now I gotta think, do the hip hop dudes like? It. But then again, do we like it? Right. Pretty good, pretty good grasp of what folk might want, young and old. That's the older folks. You know, I've had quite a few listeners over the years where I would get received various emails. Hey, you know, Teddy Bear, you know, when is the Stone City Band going to put out some new music? And I'm like, I don't know. We've been waiting, man. I mean, you guys are still funking and rolling in Vegas. As a matter of fact, you brothers have a show today. And I'm saying they still making great quality music. And I'm saying... When I get brother, when I get brother running on the show, I said, I gotta ask, man, when are they gonna get back in the studio and release yeah. some new music? I mean, right now it'd be so advantageous because with social media, man, you could really put your music out there and yeah. blow people away. Spotify, all kinds of people out there now. All kinds of platforms to get it out. And plus collaboration. I mean, time is calling me for collaboration. We really getting together on this, man. You know, me and Tom had worked on some stuff way, way back in the day. But now he man, hey, leave my house. You know, you work on You got some proof? Yeah, I've proof. Let me hear what you got. Do this. Let's do this, man. Fun again. Call each other stupid or whatnot. Or, what the fuck is you playing? Okay. We'll make it quick, Because we know each other. We know each other, man. We was together a long time and we're still together. Uh, it's beautiful. 
Do you have someone in your camp that really knows how to navigate as far as social media and get your music out there on the different platforms, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it? You guys, you guys do your shows. Mention it, whatnot, to get the word spread out that yo, them old dudes is back and they funky. Okay, because that's what we're gonna do. That's what we know. We know funk roll. It ain't, it ain't George kind of funk, it's our kind of funk. Punk funk. You got, you know, jazz in it, rock and roll in it, you got blues in it, you got all kinds. Electronic, I mean, we do it all, man. Country, Western, we've done that. And uh, it's, it's just a joy to be able to. To still experiment and enjoy. You know, I don't have a radio nowhere in my houses, my apartment. I got no radio. Nobody's I used to tell my kids when they were younger. No, I used to tell my kids when they were younger. I don't want to hear nothing on the radio. You put your headphones on and boom, box. I know, but I don't want to hear nothing on the radio because nobody ever gonna confuse me of stealing something. Somebody. Basically, it's the other way around. Okay, you stole from me, Rick. Ah, you know, oh, all of us. Like I said, I enjoyed it. And one thing I wanted to say too about the musicianship, this one we bring up earlier. There were two guys in the band that that didn't read music. Out of all them cats, Danny and them, and they were like USC, theories on that kind of stuff. Me and Rick was the only dude in the band that could read no write no goddamn music. Because uh, it just sounds good to me when I play it. I don't. I couldn't tell you that's a D minor or I can play. And Rick was the same way. Damn, everybody else was damn. They got lessons going on. I took piano lessons, man. And my father got so mad at me because I kept you know going there, and not going there. I go sneak away from that and I go play baseball. I play professional baseball, man. That, that was my way I thought I'm gonna be out the hood. But I really didn't live in the hood. My mom and dad had jobs, cars, and you know, and whoop, whoop my ass when they needed it, whoop real good, and I got a lot of them. Most of us black men are to a point where you want to do what you want to do, and they say, no, don't go there. Perfect example. When I finally got into this music thing, my father, boy, let me talk to you. I said, okay, Pop, what's up? I know you're in that music thing, and it's dangerous. You know, I got this, I got this, bro. Then he made a comment. Drinking that dope and smoking that, I mean, smoking that dope and drinking that marijuana. That's when I said to yeah. myself, I had to laugh, I had to hide the laugh. But he was trying to, you know, boy, don't, be, don't be out there. Smoking that dope and drinking that marijuana. That's all they knew about music. The old school jazz, everybody was shooting hair around back then. Now here around his back of you. I feel so sorry for these young folks who didn't look into the parents. Ain't nothing but harm gonna come to you. Doing, and you know you're wrong when you're doing it. Sometimes you do that, get bad at your parents. Let me do, do some stupid shit. I'm smoking some weed. I wish my father would call me some weed in the crib. You know, my old thing with my father and my mother, I ain't your friend. I told my kids the same thing. I love you to death. But I ain't your friend. You ain't gonna talk to me like when the moment your homies out on the street now. I'm so crazy, you know. I may want to be the, the child's friend. People be the child's friend when they're growing up. You the parent. That's another problem we have right now. 
and I hate to say this dude, I, one of my grandkids, I, 25, I was home recently, man, for a punk festival back in Buffalo and everything like that. And one of my grandsons, he was shot eight, seven times he shot him. He shot him up, man, and uh, killed his boy next to him. You never think about it until it happens to you. Yeah. I mean, they, they blew his eye out of his head. I mean, they shot my baby up, man. And we got to stop this madness, man. But parents, like, they're afraid. I work at Juvie also. Some parents are actually afraid of their children. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? You probably know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think yeah. a lot of that, I think a lot of that uh, is coming from when they took the parental vision from the home, where the Hello. parents were able to discipline their kids. But Hello. also, I think, too, we live in a generation now where you're having babies having babies having babies and like when you were going to school when i was going to school we're both 21. you had music classes kids had a lot more things to get involved in especially in school and today that's not that's not the case anymore you go to most 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 all mostly all most of most of the inner city schools do not have music classes anymore so the kids are either on social media or they out in the street. Yeah. And this is this Realizing is this this is a product. Let's see, but they think it's gonna be easy, man. Y'all made it. Yeah, but we worked hard to do this, bro. This shit don't come easy, man. Yeah. There was a bad trial hit. Uh we got a, a living lit, man. And they would come to our rehearsal when they little bitty dudes and all of a sudden they had a hit record. And I tried to explain them and said, man, way to go, y'all. And then I explained to them, you know, it don't get no easier though, bro. And that's why I said, you've been working on that album in your whole life to get that product out there and let people hear it. And you're walking around with gold chains around your nose, everything. Doing it. That was the most good music you ever put together in your life. It gets harder now. They didn't understand what I was saying. It gets harder. You gotta really produce. You really, really gotta hold them together again. Country Western do know how to do that. I mean, they got fans man, since they were 12 years old. Black guys, if you, if, you, if you come out light on that second or third album, brothers will stop buying your product, okay? You got to come hard every yeah. time. I mean, hard. That would people, man, how y'all how y'all keep doing this shit? They thought that shit was, man, we used to work our asses off that sound different every now and then and throw another part of music that we know, um, Brown, Beethoven, all that kind of stuff. Throw, throw some little stuff in there like that, man. But it gets harder. That's why I guess yeah. the cast has been jamming for all these years and and still got fans and stuff. There's some bad dudes, man. Yeah. Hold the army together, man. Come on. It's harder. It really is. And I think a lot of artists, a lot of these young artists, they take it for granted because it becomes so it comes so easy to them. Right. Because everything is so accessible. They don't put in the amount of work. They don't hone their craft the way you had groups like you stone stone city band and other groups in the 70s 80s they don't bother perfecting the craft but we also we touched upon earlier that it also comes when they're with a major label you have that machine behind them there you go yeah. you got that machine behind them selling yeah. a product they sell an the image and i'm and i'm gonna say this we being honest and we being real i think a lot of the major labels they look at the buying public, the young buying public who they target, mm 
is stupid. We'll put a sound together, we'll project the image, and they'll buy it. I'm just I'm just being honest. They look at they look at the young you look at the youth as being asinine, pretty much. Okay. Gullible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're gullible. They'll buy anything. As long as it has a beat to it, they'll buy it. And the reason and not saying nothing. Yeah, I give it to them though, and the marketing problem. Because these white boys, white women, is buying the hell of this hip hop stuff, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, that's what they get money now, right? Them white boys keep rich. I ain't lying, right? Come on, I'm just to hip hop one day. Hippity hop, hippity hippity. I'm gonna do something one of these days and see it come out. As a matter of fact, I got a time for one of my songs. You know, everybody want to beat my hood, all that kind of shit. My thing is, man, can't can't spell where you live, nigga. Spell neighborhood. Oh man. It's, you know what is funny? I'm seeing a lot of these artists that have left the United States and they head over to England. And they are living in England. They're being treated like royalty. They're being revered to be respected. I wanted to ask you, what was your thought process when you seen all the major record stores closing, man, from Sam Goody to Tower Records? All of them just closed and folded shop here. What, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Well, see, this is a difficult subject for me because one of our girls, that she worked at a uh, place called Record Theater. In Buffalo, okay, it was the biggest. It was the biggest distributor of records, man, on the whole week, uh, East Coast. And all of a sudden, they used to sell uh, electronic equipment, musical instruments, and everything. Then they got down to just playing the records and the videos and all that kind of crap. With JoJo McDuffie, Mary Jane girl, that's what Rickman is. I mean, those are the covers together. I said, "We got smart." Educated somehow, of and we brought her in, and Rick tried to dog her out. Not, not physically, I mean, but mentally. See how far she is. And I used to tell baby, he just messing with you now. See how far he's going to go. She said, "Leave tired of this crap." I said, "Just keep, just keep giving him more than you think you can." Yeah, but she was at a record theater, and all them things was closed. I mean, I mean, you go to some places now, man. They got you know the old stuff. The been in the our, our generation, whatnot, but right? No record store, man. I mean, I mean, I should live for the weekend, okay? Go what buying 45s and whatnot, yeah? Buy albums, buying albums, man, for three dollars and 25 cents, okay? About two, three, three on the weekend, but you know, the ironic thing is, over in England, Amsterdam, Switzerland, Japan. Vinyl sales huge. They love it. Man. Man. You know, and I want to go back there because uh, Rick really didn't like it. See, another thing that people didn't realize, Rick couldn't stand flying. I mean, a lot of people like my son, one of my sons here, you, you got to put him on a plane drunk. They can't fly. <laughs> Buffalo, you know, he lived up in a uh, beautiful Mill Valley, man, uh, Sauce Little, whatnot. 
and they got on the plane, uh, his wife and the two daughters got on the plane. They took off before they got to San Jose. They had to land the plane because she just freaked out. We used, pour, we used to pour Rick into his seats. Rick couldn't stand flying. But them days, really? oh man, he couldn't stand it. And we never got on no plane unless it was Lear Jets or something like that. We go so some spots. But we loved the bus. The bus was cool. You know, it's some you know some gravity that holds you down. And Rick be so high, man, it'd be you all right, bro? You be sleep. He wasn't getting high to get high. He getting high to get to sleep, man. Cause he couldn't sleep. Life, well, life that though, right? But it's a whole lot of but I wanted to let you know while I have you on is that whatever you guys need collectively, man, as far as promoting your music or whatever you're doing, touring or whatever, please, man, don't hesitate to let me know so we can make sure that people can oh, come man. out and see you perform. Oh, and whenever you're ready to get in the studio and make some of that funk and roll ready, man, we'll definitely debut it on the show, man. You got so much great music left into you, man. I don't want to see it wasting and thrown away. Mm. I appreciate your sentiments, man. Really uh, makes old dude feel good. I'm not lying, man. uh, (laughs) Hey, man. You young at heart, brother. Age is just a number, (laughs) man. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even dance like I used to I love the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, hey, again, Stone City Band will be performing today. And the address is going to be at a 1606 Commerce, South Commerce Avenue. That's in Las Vegas, Nevada. You know where you can get the ticket, where they would be able to get the tickets or purchase the tickets? Eventbrite. Hmm? Eventbrite. Event Bright. Eventbrite. Oh, Eventbrite. Okay. <laughs> Eventbrite. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and what and what time is the show this evening? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You say, well, Teddy Bear, how are we gonna get out there? Planes, trains, automobiles. You have to take a camel. Get to Vegas. Get some fucking roll in your life, and to get all the latest updates, be sure. <laughs> be sure that you catch up with the Stone City Band. That's at Facebook.com forward slash bad boys a funk and the same handle for instagram brother again long overdue it has been an honor to have you on the show i have an album and i definitely want your i want your autograph on the man i got to have your autograph on the bed and i want to thank you for bringing so much love so much funk and so much passion to this music um me being a huge rick james fan he is sorely missed I just yes. wish he was over. He was able to overcome those demons and make some more great music. But he left the legacy behind, man. So, without hey, at the end of the day, without the Stone City Band, there's no Rick James, brother. Man, but you know that, that makes a lot of sense. But then again, I miss him. I miss him so much, man. Because uh, when he wasn't doing that other stuff, man, we'd be on the one. I mean, yeah, we blowing, man. I mean, yes. <laughs> Uh, just, hey, just remember what James cool, Brown once said? Funk don't quick, brother. <laughs> I still got that feeling, okay? Man. There you go. <laughs> remember, family, again, 
Be sure to check out the Stone City Band this evening. That's at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and that's in Las Vegas. Brother, thank you. Safe, many safe returns. Kick ass tonight at the show. Whatever you need, reach out and let me know. We'll make sure it happens, okay? Okay, now talk to the fellas about all, all of you to say. We really appreciate it, man, okay? Thank no, you. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. The my legendary. <laughs> Legendary Mr. Levi Ruffin Jr. here on Night Tracks Radio. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and allowing the teddy bear to help you tune out all the negativity. Family, it's up to us. There's a lot of great music out there. It's just up to us to sit up here and support the Stone City Band, one of the greatest live performing bands that this industry has ever seen. Greatly unappreciated, but I'm here to tell you. No need to fear. That's why the teddy bear is here to bring real music back to their ways. And be sure again to check them out. They'll be performing live today, 8 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in Las Vegas. Whatever stays in Vegas or whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Fucking roll Friday. Hey, no need to fear. The teddy bear is going to be back actually, what, 5 p.m. this evening (laughs) at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, as we welcome singer, songwriter, and actress, Terry Dexter. New hit single, Come Find Me. Lord have mercy. I want to thank everybody for tuning in from Kevin, David, Jill, Ruffin, Marie Johnson, Kevin Thomas. Thank you so much, and we want to thank you. And be sure, for those who missed the interview, no need to fear, we got you covered. You can watch the interview in its entirety on our YouTube channel. That's at Night Tracks with two X's. That's at Night Tracks radio music podcast also this will be uplifted or uploaded to iHeartRadio. so you want to leave this just an audio we got you covered and also be sure to subscribe to our as i said to our youtube channel and also we're on tiktok same handle night tracks radio with two x's and also on what was that instagram yeah so many social media man, social media platforms we're also on instagram too that's at night tracks radio and last but not least we're on Facebook. That's at facebook.com forward slash Night Tracks Radio. Without you, there's no me. And as in always, keep it soulful on this Funkin' Roll Friday. Lord have mercy. God bless. <laughs>